Hey everybody, welcome back to Tollgate 8, episode 4. It's hard to believe we've done four episodes, but now we're un- we're far enough into this that we need to uh, do a little housekeeping business. So Travis, wh- tell people where they can find this uh, podcast. Yeah, so this is pretty cool for us. So recently, Apple Podcast has uh, published Tollgate 8 podcast through their platform so you could find Tollgate 8 on Apple Podcasts just by going um, and searching Tollgate 8. You can also find us on Podbean, which is our platform that we use to host our podcast, and searching Tollgate 8 helps you find us there. Uh, We'd really appreciate any continued shares and comments, and since we're just launching on Apple um, any kind of reviews and ratings that you can promote um, through that platform actually helps us uh, reach more people. So um, we need uh, we need people other than the two of us to leave a review. I've tried to leave two, and I, I can only leave one. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they 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 blocked me. It's I got think. ten listens, and it's <laughs> nine of them are us. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got to take care of that uh, housekeeping stuff. So last episode, you asked me a question of who was my most influential leader or mentor? Yeah. That was the question, right? That was the question, yeah. So I think, I don't know that I had necessarily have one that I would say, I've had people that I've always looked up to uh, that I've tried to be like. Um, I had um, a great mentor uh, when I was in medical school, gave me some great advice um, at a time when I was actually looking to leave medical school, and he convinced me to stay. I had great... um, mentors in residency, uh, some of which I've stayed uh, in contact with. Dr. Scott Reese and Dr. Stu Brown and Dr. Jeff Bird always gave me great advice on what it's like to be a real-world practicing physician. Um, Certainly, Dr. Tim Hobbs, who's with communities, has um, always been um, very kind to me in in terms of transferring knowledge and wisdom when it comes to process and systems thinking. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of people over my, the course of my career that have really taken me under their wing and um, given me some great uh, leadership uh, guidance and advice. Um, uh, being Catholic, I've always looked up to and read a lot on uh, Pope St. John Paul II and so I would say that's somebody that you know everybody can emulate and, and learn from. Uh, my historical figure in, in that I've um, probably read the most about, um, which is sometimes surprising, uh, if you know me, then it's probably not surprising, is uh, Richard Nixon. And I've always not necessarily admired Nixon. You know, he was a very complex person, but it's always been fascinating, fascinating to me. Uh, his his upbringing, his rise in political, um, uh, being the vice president under a very popular president Eisenhower, um, lost the election to Kennedy, very you know uh, very the most the closest election ever. Um, got out of politics, was convinced to get back into politics. You know, wins the presidency, wins his reelection by the highest margin ever, and then two years later is out of office. So it's always just been very fascinating to me, that rise and fall. Uh, so necessarily, not necessarily somebody that I emulate or want to be like, but somebody that's a very interesting historical figure. Probably not, probably haven't heard that one before from a lot of people. 
No, definitely haven't. But it goes to show that there's been tons of people that have influenced your life and, yeah. and, and helped yeah. you kind of develop into who you are today. And I'm kind of the same way. I know you were going to ask me that during the last episode was you were going to kind of push that back on me. So I've had a little bit of time to reflect on that. Dr. Tim Hobbs, you mentioned him earlier, and I think back to how did I get into the improvement sciences and this type of work. And I think all of my roads have started from Dr. Hobbs. If you look back on um, our journey specifically and kind of my small role in all of that, all of that has been influenced greatly by Dr. Hobbs, and he's the most humble leader that would never um, take any of the credit for our successes. But I think we roped him into doing a few episodes. I think we have. In the future, so I that's think a little teaser for future episodes, but Dr. Hobbs has um, agreed to uh, tell us his journey and story. He definitely has. So he's definitely someone that um, has been an influential leader for me. You know, <clears throat> My parents, grandparents, they teach you daily lessons. And one of the things that even as you grow and develop as a leader or as a professional, I think there's always a small part of you that always want to try to impress your parents. And I don't know what that is, and I know it sounds silly, but I think we strive to make our parents proud um, just to just to showcase that they did a great job in, in our upbringing. And I still learn... Um, and reflect on lessons that, um, you know, my dad's taught me through coaching Little League. He coached me all the way through Little League Baseball. Unfortunately, my MLB career never took shape, so you're stuck with me, Patrick, here. So <laughs> I, yeah, mine, I, mine never took off either. I, so. Actually, I probably should have stopped at T-ball. <laughs> so, and then um, when you first asked me, I thought of Dr. Deming as yeah. kind of being that one key leader that has really obviously never met him, but his studies and his um, approaches, his principles, when you think about how all of that has stood the test of time, and when he was introducing these concepts in America and getting the resistance and acceptance, he could have stopped, but he didn't. He went overseas and promoted those um, concepts, and um, I think there's a lot that we can still learn from Deming in today's business environment. Those principles hold true. So all of that is my answer to your question. Yeah. So so what other things do you think people could, could do to, I know we, in the previous episode we talked about what people could do to get in, you know, get into this field, to get into the improvement sciences. Um, one of the things that I would say that people could do would be uh, and this goes with everything, is to never stop learning or reading. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's something that I try and do quite often, if not every day, is to learn and read something new. So what would you say? I, I think it's a lot of that um, continue, you know, continued learning. And I think it's getting easier and easier for people that have the initiative to go online and do self-study, um, I know there's a lot of online platforms now that essentially if you wanted to become a black belt for a very low cost, you could go through some very well-done curriculum online through some of these online learning platforms that will help you become a problem solver. And, and I think we that We need that, to get one of them to sponsor us so that we can always say, put the 
put the discount code in Toolgate Eight. That's right. You know, discount. Code. Maybe this episode will, will <laughs> stir up some interest, right? We'll see. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So you know, I think um, I know you're an avid reader, Patrick, and um, I've been listening to more and more audiobooks. So there, there's just a ton of ways for people to get plugged into this work um, if they're really interested, and it's really rewarding. Is you know, one of the things that when we first started our journey was this notion that we wanted to help the organization solve the biggest problems. Right. And there's something that's very meaningful about that. There's something that's very rewarding about that. And and when you do that, it, it's not you as a chief analytics officer. It's not me as a master black belt. It's how do you help those multidisciplinary teams feel empowered to solve these big problems that we've just never addressed. And it's hard not to get excited about that. Yeah. It really is. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about a methodology that people can use or leverage to solve some of those complex problems, the seven-step framework. Right. right? Yep. So we're gonna, we'll go through each uh, step in that framework in a little more detail and explain uh, how that can be used uh, throughout a system or improvement. Yeah, and how we've customized that seven-step framework to really honor some of those principles from Dr. Deming. And I think one thing I like most about the framework that we'll talk about next episode is how we've tried to make this as simple and as easy for people to comprehend and understand without introducing a lot of the complexity sometimes that gets associated with the improvement sciences. Exactly. So what's the one thing people need to do? Apple Podcasts, five-star review. Um, Patrick, you and I, we've already maxed out our limits. So um, give us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Podbean. Tell your friends. Yeah. Post it. All right. We'll see you next episode.